that looks to be all walking good. Yep, and I've got it kicked off locally on my end, so... Cool. All right, then. I will just... Where are we going to go here? I've got my uh, poem ready, as per usual. Um, right. It's nearly time for Christmas, a time for laugh and joys, where families gather round the tree and kids play with their new toys. But hiding out of sight, just hanging in the shadows, is a creature of pure fright, a hateful demon that always knows. To ruin this joyful season, all he needs to do is confuse a simple postman, a delivery man or two. He then swaps out all those wishes with objects of distress and watches as happiness squishes into nothing but a mess. So this year when you gather round the Christmas tree, don't you dare bother with toys for you or for me. Be on the watch for the cranky version of jolly old Saint Nick, that bastard, that douchebag, sadistic Santa, you evil bloody prick. Hello everybody and welcome to our annual Sadistic Santa podcast. My name is Matt Houston and I have the pleasure of acting as Santa's little helper for this evening's festivities. This is the 99th episode of the Player 2 Pixel Cast and we're coming with our annual Christmas special. Before I introduce Santa's victims, I just want to give everyone a little rundown for those that don't know. If this is your first Sadistic Santa podcast, you need to know the history of this great institution. Sadistic Santa started way back when on an old website called The Black Panel, uh, which is where I did a lot of my writing before Player 2. When The Black Panel folded, I kindly asked permission from the previous Sadistic Santa if he would like to join the Player 2 crew, and he absolutely agreed to join in and keep the tradition going. So this is actually, I believe, the 11th Sadistic Santa podcast. So he's been around for a while, tormenting people and games reviewers everywhere. So let's get on with tonight's show. Joining us here in the Christmas, very cheery atmosphere that we have going is uh, someone we haven't heard from a while, for a while, and that's uh, Jen Christodoulou. How are you, Jen? I was better before this freaking thing. (laughs) You sound happy. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I never have to play this game again after tonight. That's, that makes me pretty bloody happy. I feel like we're all kind of happy that we can't see your anger because you don't have your webcam on. <laughs> I don't own a webcam. <laughs> Santa could have got you one, couldn't he, instead of the game? I don't give this stuff away for free, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We also have Rob. How are you, mate? You've yeah, been on a lot yeah. lately. We, we we keep roping you in, so it's good to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm mostly good. At least uh, we don't think about Sadistic Santa's little present. <laughs> uh, things are okay. Uh, things are okay. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Getting ready for some Christmas fun. Yeah. Excellent. And our ever-present amazing deputy editor, Jess Samet, how are you? Hello, I'm doing all right. Feeling festive. Feeling festive. Yep. We're, Feeling we're, festive. People can't see the light show that Jess was putting on previously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, For, it was, while we record this, I'll just make myself my own little Christmas light set up as we, we talk about 
The joys of, of Sadistic Santa. The joys of Sadistic Santa, wonderful. We also have a uh, roving reporter joining us in Paul James later in the episode. He's currently unable to join us tonight, but he has sent a message for Sadistic Santa through to us, so we'll play that later as well. But in the meantime, let's get this show on the road. And now we're starting with Jen, because I feel like it's it's almost bursting. Jen needs to talk about her wonderful present. Jen... What did you ask Santa for? Let's start with that. <laughs> I asked Santa for Harvestella because I wanted to play some like farming simulator. I wanted to go on an adventure. I wanted to look after nice little animals. I wanted, you know, it's a Squeenix game. I love everything Squeenix has ever put out ever. Everybody knows what a Final Fantasy nerd I am. So I was like, you know what? It's animals, it's farming, it's the guys who did Final Fantasy. What could go wrong? Oh, that sounds like a good choice. Did Santa come through for you? No, nah, he did fucking didn't, mate. He <laughs> fucking didn't. <laughs> and the way you said that was the most bogan way possible. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, so what did Santa get you, Jen? <laughs> Santa bought me Animal Doctor on PC. Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm, does it? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me tell you. Let me let me tell you a little bit about Animal Doctor. All right. So you start you start Animal Doctor by picking between what I presume were are two vets, a male vet and a female vet. And then I picked the female vet and then the vet that I picked isn't the vet that I played as, so who the fuck knows what happens to the <laughs> avatar that you pick. Um, so that was, you know, started off real strong. Um, then you sort of get dropped into what I presume is an open world, and they sort of tell you, you know, these are the buttons that you use to move around. This is how you open your inventory. And they're like, all right, you hit W to move forward, and I hit W, and my vet didn't fucking move forward. Um <laughs> So I hit it again and again, and she didn't go anywhere. So I'm like, am I going to have to spend this whole goddamn game running backwards through this freaking world? Um, but then, you know, it got fixed. Then they tell you how to sneak. It, it, what? <laughs> <laughs> what self-respecting vet is sneaking up on animals? What are you doing to these animals that you have to sneak up on them? Um so I had you know, that was that was some problems. Um, this is all in the first five minutes, and then and then, <laughs> when they're going through the controls, they give you the PC controls and the Xbox controls like on top of one another. So I'm hitting buttons on my keyboard and nothing's happening, and then I'm realizing that I'm trying to hit the Xbox controls when I'm playing with keyboard and mouse. So that's awesome. After like 15 minutes of this freaking travesty it finally let me walk around the game so i walk around get, like go into the back of someone's house see this dude try to hit him in the face it doesn't let me all right <laughs> well, it's animal doctor not this is animal doctor. assault simulator well maybe next year santa buy me that <laughs> 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 so the first thing you do in animal doctor is walk past this guy who's standing in front of a billboard and he's like, hey, the picture's missing from this billboard. Can you help me find all the bits of this poster? 
I'm like, are you fucking, I'm a vet, bro. Like, <laughs> what? And he's like, you can't go to the, you can't start your internship as a vet until you help me find this poster. I'm like, are you kidding? What does this have to do with being a vet? Like, oh, hello, doctor. Can you please stop saving the lives of animals and help me find this poster? <laughs> oh, gosh. And the map is pretty fucking big too. So you have to roam around this goddamn map looking for bits of a poster. And I'm like, I'm a vet, dude. I went to university. I did exams. I wrote essays. Like a thousand percent get fucked. But it won't let you it, it just do anything until you find the bits of this poster. So, so did you find the poster? I had to find the poster, dude, or else it wouldn't let me go see any animals. So after 20 minutes of running around this world looking for bits of poster, I'm like, all right, now it tells me to go to the vet. And on the way to the vet's place, I see a bunny rabbit. The bunny rabbit in Animal Doctor didn't animate. (laughs) It slid along the ground, not moving. And I also could not interact with the animal in Animal Doctor. (laughs) So anyway, I finally, finally get to the vet hospital and the vet's standing outside and they're like, I guess you've, like, I suppose you really want to start your internship right away. Well, no, duh. I wanted to start it 45 fucking minutes ago, but some dickhead made me go collect bits of a poster. And then, and then, it's not even a vet hospital. It's some lady standing outside her house. Like, <laughs> why Why is this vet hospital in her house? Why are there clothes on the line at a vet? I'm not going to take my pet to some random's house and let them give me medical advice while their underwear hangs outside on the clothesline. <laughs> what the What the <laughs> The cool, the one one cool thing about this vet was that it was decorated with pictures of animals, and the way mm. that these animals were in the picture, I assume that they're the pets of the developers. So I'm like, all right, that's that's kind of cool, that's pretty cool, that's nice. But then, then the first thing that the vet makes you do is like the first mission that the vet gives you is called chicken diarrhea. <laughs> oh. And that quest starts by making you go and pick up a container and a spoon. (laughs) And so Yvette is just running around the world holding this container and spoon. They don't put it in their bag. They're running around the town holding a crap spoon and a crap container. And as I feared, I literally had to go and pick up crap out of the butts of hens because they were sick. Oh, you had to do some medical analysis, I'm assuming. And then, like, the vet is like, all right, I'll meet you at this farm. So I get to the farm. They're like, yeah, okay, go pick up this crap, please. And then the vet fucks off. And it's like, well, (laughs) did you not come here in your car? Can you not take me back so I don't have to carry around this poop-covered spoon (laughs) and this container full of crap? (laughs) Like, no. So then I have to run back to the vet and give her this spoon and this container. And this was, like, 90 minutes. And I'm like, all right, man, fuck this. And I called it quits after that. You called it quits. I yeah, I picked up bits of crap out of the butts of feathered birds and I couldn't interact with any of the feathered birds other than picking up their literal crap. Oh gosh. Their sick, runny, yellow crap. And so I was like, Alright, I'm done. 
I'm done. I'm done. The also the dialogue all sounded like it was written by AI. Yeah. Like everything was like, oh, I am so very excited to begin my internship at the vet on this day. Like what? Shut the fuck up, Siri. Yeah, it was, it was like a game written by Siri. And then the unfortunate thing was that the world did look kind of cool, but it looked like they blew all their budget on buying stock assets and putting them in a world because then all the dialogue is like aerial text just up on the screen. There's no like border around it. There's no... Was it like Comic Sans it. at least? Yeah, it's like it's like my baby's first PowerPoint kind of thing. Oh, like, gosh. <laughs> is there any any redeeming features? Like, surely, there's there's something there, I, I feel, that... It looked okay. It looked okay. The, the It looked fine. <laughs> it has Screenshots of it. it. It looks all right. Yeah, I mean, fine. like, aesthetically, it doesn't sound like a nice time, but... No, and then, but the whole time, there's this weird, like, Hillbilly's Deep South soundtrack playing in the background. <laughs> like, the vet is also your mother, and you're going to just, like, root her real good in the back of the... Like, <laughs> oh, it's a bizarre game. Oh, bizarre no, game. no Burt Reynolds deliverance appearance or anything? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Animal Doctor, solid one out of ten. Solid one out of ten. Do you have a message uh, for the listening public? Uh, you know, a, a box quote for Animal Doctor and uh, maybe a message for Santa. Message for Santa is a resounding fuck you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Said with such venom. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Message for what was the other thing you said? Sorry, I'm blind. Uh, a box quote. Read. A box quote for the game. You know, something that they can proudly put on their Game of the Year award trailer. Animal Doctor. <laughs> Pick up bits of poster, never help any animals. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So that's Animal Doctor. You can buy that on Steam for uh, not much knowing Sadistic Santa's budget. Uh, <laughs> it's like 30 bucks. Don't do it. Don't, don't buy it. <laughs> it wasn't $30 when Santa bought it, let me tell don't, you. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Don't buy it. No, no. All right, then. We might let Jen stew in her hate for a, a while now and move on uh, to our good friend Rob. Rob, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Good, Sorry. good. So what, what did you ask Santa for? For this, I, this Christmas. I, I didn't ask for a specific game. I asked for a, a vibe, I guess. My, my comment was, I'd like to partake in battles in space. Oh, space battles. They're always fun. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's, exactly the, that's exactly the spirit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a nice surprise space combat game or something or yeah. a 4X game. Yep. And what I got mm. with Santa's message was, I hear that just like Tim Curry, you love space. <laughs> now... That, of course, is an iconic Tim Curry moment from Red Alert 3. Yes, Red Alert 3. Um, so I was like, yeah, okay, that's a good vibe. I didn't get that. What I got was... Red Alert got, 3? No. What no. I got was Master Space. Master Space? Oh, space. Good. It's a good space, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. But what it is, it's another crafting game. Oh. So you... FTL. So I, um, <laughs> Minecraft... To, in that thing. So you start off, there's a... So I, I booted it up, did the tutorial. Mm. Okay, you start off on a space station. It's like, go get your equipment. Okay. Awkward awkward thing that threw me off right away is in-game options, there were none. Like, 
I'm, I'm someone who plays with the mouse that push up to look down, pull back to look up. Like oh, so you're a broken control. person. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to go and set this stuff up, along with like your video options and everything, is in the launcher before you boot the game up. So you, you click play on Steam and then the launcher comes up like it's 2003 and you set up all your junk and yeah. then you go in. Okay. Like it's default resolution was like really low. So it's like, okay, I'll bump it up to 1080p, which is what my display here supports. My PC's a little old on the processor side, but it's got a, a GTX 1080. So it handled that okay, though there was a bit of screen tearing. Did the tutorial. And it's like, get your equipment, go find your ship. It doesn't like have any waypoints or anything. So like exploring this little space facility, trying to work out where the heck you're meant to be going. No guidance or anything. Eventually you get to the ship. And it's like, before you can get on the ship, you have to put some shit in the ship. And the controls for this are like really stupid. You turn around, there are things, you right click and then hold a key and then you suddenly pick it up and you've got to turn a control to turn off your interaction UI, walk around, stick it in. And then you go to the tutorial planet below and then you start. And it's like, okay, you need to, you need to upgrade a perk so that you can build a furnace to start mining shit. So, sorry. So you go to the, you go to the thing, you get your pickaxe and you just hold the mouse button and just point at the thing. To start mining stone and trying to get iron ore that you can then you can then do this. And then it tells you, okay, it's like you have to get a thousand. So you get a thousand. You go to the thing, start refining it. And then you got enough and it's like, okay, now build a structure. And so you go into build mode and you're building your your structure out of out of blocks, out of the blocks you've you've mined and, and turned into into like iron blocks. And it's like, okay, yay, now you've done the tutorial. The tutorial was like, I barely understood what I was doing. So I started a new game, landed, appeared on a planet, and there's no, like, there's no danger. So, you know, I, I think of something like uh, how No Man's Sky started out, at least with the early versions, where you had to, where it told you even when you're starting a new game, like it wasn't, like it was sort of that, that tutorial actually led you to do something. Yep. And this didn't have any of that. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm just wandering around and just, mining junk and wondering what the heck I'm trying to do, trying to work out where I can place my junk that I refine and whatnot. And it's just like after about 40 minutes, which 20 minutes was the tutorial and another 20 or so for that, I was just like, yeah, nah. I mean, <laughs> like, where are the battles? You know? It's, well, it's like you didn't spend enough time building lasers. So how can you have battle in space without built lasers? Like... <laughs> I expect there to be something that's like, okay, a tech tree that I can view. All I see is like this perk screen. It doesn't tell me what anything leads to. <laughs> I don't know. And then and then it's like, okay, the planets. Like when you start a game, you can pick for these planar planets or or a spherical one. And it's like as a beginner, you probably want to pick planar worlds and you can go for one planet or a system. Okay. If I, if I was patient enough to get to the ship, then maybe I could have explored stuff. But uh, the materials, it was like, I started when I was spawned and I go to rocks like, okay, let's try and get some ore. I spent like 20 minutes and most of what I was grabbing was rock, just chipping away through this, through this mountain. It's like, there's got to be ore somewhere from where I started out. It's like, I can't, you can't have generated me complete like stone, which will let me build some things, but barely anything else. And then, and so most of the time I was literally just walking about, holding the mouse button down and just like my pickaxe acting like a laser as it chips chip <laughs> junk away. It's 
it's it's you could see you could see there's a concept there. Like they want to one of the things that like honestly was impressive was the voxel detail. Like when you think voxels and crafting, you think Minecraft. Yeah. Right. And Minecraft has big chunky blocks. Here the detail was like the detail on the on the voxels for the for the mountains was actually pretty detailed. Like you could chip away and it it wasn't it wasn't blocky. That was actually pretty impressive. And you could like tunnel through stuff and whatnot. Pretty impressive. But that's about that's about it. That was its big positive thing. The, the game went through early access and then it seemed to have been dropped like a lead like a lead brick and abandoned. So it never probably was finished. And what was there was just there's a kernel of something interesting, but maybe someone who's a little more into crafting than 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 space exploration might have gotten something out of it. But for me, it's just like I was frustrated. I was bored, and <laughs> I, I just felt a little little existential despair. What I was signing up my life to, <laughs> and no space battles, and no space battles. Oh, you Santa. know, it's like if if I went to see the Neverending Story and got a movie that wasn't. That had well, an ending. That I had an ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then a box quote and uh, a final message for Santa. Okay, a box quote. Are you ready to master space? Well, not with master space. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. As for Santa, how could you? How? Battles. Battles aren't supposed to be the end game. They're supposed to be the big, shiny, explosive start game. Come on. How could you let me down like this? Uh, you've clearly never met Santa before. <laughs> <laughs> well, this my first, it reached my first rodeo for this. So first radio. what can I say? Be back again next year, excited and keen to see a, uh, a, a present that you actually want. I'm sure you'll get it. <laughs> you want it every year. Every year, I think this will be the year. <laughs> Here we are again. And that voice there is Jess, and she sounds like she's ready to uh, burst with excitement over her game. Uh, Jess, <laughs> what did you ask Santa for this year? So when Santa was asking what, what I would like for Christmas, I had just finished reviewing um, the remastered collection of Life is Strange. Mm. And I love Life is Strange, um, but I was slightly, like, disheartened, I guess, because it wasn't the best remaster. Um, so the version that I was playing was not that great. So I asked Santa, could I please have something that's like Life is Strange that would allow me to experience that joy again that I felt playing the first one uh, for the first time? Ah. Um, so how'd it go? So yeah, with that information, Santa went away and he gifted me a game called Sam Glyph Private Eye with an exclamation mark at the end there. Um, <clears throat> which is, I guess Life is Strange in that it's, a game. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's an adventure game. Te technically, yeah, it's that. Um, so Sam Glyph Private Eye is a game about a uh, you know a guy called Sam Glyph. He's Private Eye, but it's like a noir game. So he's been out of the out of the game for a little while, and he's you know got all this like jazzy music going on in the background, and he hates women. I guess I don't know. Um, and yeah, so it's about being being Sam Glyph and he gets this mysterious phone call in his office uh, about um, an address that someone, mysterious voice, wants him to go to. Um, and then 
he kind of follows some leads to try and figure out what that what that address might mean. Um, eventually, I mean, this is spoilers for, for Sam Glyph Private Eye, so if you <laughs> plan on playing it, you, you know, maybe turn off now. Um, but after going to exactly one other location, uh, questioning a dude, and then peeing, which was a key interaction <laughs> um, <laughs> for this game, um, he then goes to an apartment... Is like, this is probably a trap, I don't know why I'm here. Then it is a trap, he seems to narrowly escape a fire, and then the game ends. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> it, it was supposed to be an episodic game. I think it's supposed to have about five episodes. Um, but the first one came out, and then they seem to have stopped making them. So, <laughs> mercifully, I actually only had to spend about 20 minutes... Getting the full experience of Sam Glyph Private Eye. Um, look, it... This, the, the gameplay style was, like, fine. It was, like, a classic sort of adventure game where you walk around, you click on stuff, he comments on it, you know, pick stuff up, interact with stuff. And I'm presuming, had it been finished, there would have been some kind of mystery to solve. But the protagonist was just, like, so upsetting. It was like a 14-year-old that had just discovered 4chan and then decided to write... <laughs> his own game like there was a, a bit where he's like walking around his apartment and he's commenting on stuff and how it relates to his ex-wife and how much he hates his ex-wife and he's like oh this piece of art like my ex-wife made me go to an art exhibition once and i slapped her across the tits for that like twice <laughs> what oh, what <laughs> um and like i i think they were going for humor i think that's what they were going for but, like, when he goes to the apartment that he's supposed to be to be at, he, there's, like, words appearing on the screen. He's like, oh, this, this place smells really bad. It smells like piss, which is, like, combined, like, made up of... And then he just lists random shit, and every time he says another thing, the word comes up. Like, he's saying something really poignant and really funny, and like, oh, we really want to drive this joke home. Um, yeah, look, I... <laughs> um, I don't... Mm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the voice acting, for the first maybe five minutes, the voice acting was super irritating, but the dialogue wasn't that bad. And I kind of had this vivid feeling of, like, if I was just playing this and just reading these these words without this, like, gruff, sort of overdramatic, terribly acted voice reading them out, I might think they were funny. Like, some of them had the potential to be kind of funny lines. Um, but then said the way they were said, they just stopped being funny. They just took the humor and they just ripped that right out of that line <laughs> that they wrote that had the tiniest bit of potential. Um, so yeah, look, um, it's, you know, graphically kind of half-baked. It's going for, like, noir, but it's, like, it looks like someone spent about 10 minutes in Unity making some, like, boxy assets and then just placed them in a room, and it makes me look at it, and I'm like, if this is a game, I could probably make games. Like, I could probably sit down and make, <laughs> make a game like this. Um, and, and then not finish it. And then not finish it. You know, I could do this in maybe a week and then never touch it again. Um, yeah, so... I was reading the reviews when I finished it, and everyone's like, oh, it's bad because it's short. But they're not saying, like, it's bad because it's bad. They're like, well, it's bad because the devs abandoned it. Not because it's, like, deeply sexist and not funny and not unique. Like, 
It's, yeah. I have a lot of feelings. It's certainly <laughs> not Life is Strange. And it made me feel very different feelings to what I felt when I played Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say, I almost cried playing both. So, you know. <laughs> there is a common thing. Achievement. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Box quote and a message for Santa. Look, uh, I guess um, Sam Cliff, Private Eye, at least it doesn't take long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Santa, I thought we were friends and it's like every year I give you another chance <laughs> to, to redeem yourself and then every year you find a new way. And I think I'll just I'll just change it up. Like I'll I'll ask for a specific game. Like that didn't go great. I'll ask for a genre. Like that didn't go. You know. And I just how do I win with you, Santa? How how do I win? That's that's uh, my note. That's your note. Excellent. Well, uh, Santa is very pleased uh, that you all enjoyed your presence so much. Um, <laughs> Like I said at the start of the show, we're going to have to cross now to Paul, who's uh, sent us in a recorded message. He's currently stuck in a bunker while his family recovers from COVID. Um, apparently, that stops the Discord or something. I don't know. This is what he's telling me. He couldn't couldn't remote in. He had to remote, he had to record it and send it to us. So we're going to play Paul's comments for Santa right now, and then we'll join you after he's probably presumably told us how much he loved the game that Santa got him. Hi everyone and apologies, I could not be here for the show live. Unfortunately, COVID has made its way through my household and while I am currently untouched, I am having to look after the kids on my own while my sick wife tries to get through. So I want to talk about the gift, quote unquote, that Statistic Santa gave me this year. A game called Shards of Eridine? Eridine? I don't know, there's no voice acting, so I'm just guessing here. It is a game that is the absolute opposite to what I requested. Unsurprisingly. Santa being true to form here. I asked Santa for time. This year has been a a really busy, busy year for video games and just in my life more broadly. And, you know, what I wouldn't give for a 25th hour in the day to bust out some articles, to spend a bit more time playing a game. Hell, spend some time with my family or sleep. Like, wouldn't that be gold? So I asked Santa, I need more time. Please help me find, help me find time. And what Santa gave me with Shards of Eridine was the complete opposite. It's a time sink. It is a time sucker. It is a time waster. And it's hard to speak in any sort of positive terms about this game. Which is a shame because I can see that there was effort put into this. Like, I can't help but wonder if Shards of Eridine, Eridine, whatever it is, Eragon. I can't help but wonder if this was not some student project. It's a group of students at some uni course or whatever, their first game that they've made, and they had the ability to publish it at the end. And, you know, that's a, that's a huge achievement in that instance. Because there are some elements of production value to this thing. They're using Unity... Um, there's there's some actually kind of slapping music at various different points. Like I I didn't mind some of the backing music that I heard at various different stages in, in combat and and as you're navigating the world either. Um, it was just super repetitive and on a loop, but like the core of it was pretty solid. But the it's it's a JRPG at its core. 
Um, it's inspired by that. And uh, I guess on that more Pokemon sort of style. Um, so you end up with a nymph and we'll get more into nymphs and the 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 other sexualized components of the game shortly. But uh, nymphs are your like your your Pokemon, really. They're your little accompanying creatures that will do battle for you. And yeah, look, it's pretty basic. Um, you just kind of inherit one. You just have one with you at the beginning of at the beginning of your adventure. There's been an invasion from some some opposing army. They've, they're ransacking the town. They're looking for your granddad. They find your granddad. They kill your granddad. Spoilers, but who cares? No one's going to want to play this thing. Um, and, but like you, you kind of shaken out of bed, and you and your little nymph uh, go off to go and find find your granddad in the hopes that you might be able to save him. Uh, again, you don't. And yeah, the combat encounters are pretty pretty bare bones. You'll you'll jump in there's the fight option there's the items there's the runaway there's you know all, all the sort of standard fare in that sense um to their credit like, uh, I figured a piss poor steam game like this they might have just there was no controller functionality but it turns out there was so I was able to use my my Xbox One controller on my PC for that and, and take it for a spin in that sense and I I certainly engaged in combat I didn't have to think about it but I engaged in combat uh, I I won. I would level up, and I'd get all my health back, and so I'd never have to use the items. And like, okay, sure, this is, I guess, early early game sort of stuff. They they reference the fact that oh, yeah, this is not your first rodeo. I'm like, no, it, it is my first rodeo. I I haven't played this game before, but they just throw you in the deep end anyway. It, it's a good thing that the uh, the deep end is is about ankle height still. So it, it's all really really far too straightforward, far too basic, far too uninteresting and so I was quick to dismiss it through that lens but I mentioned nymphs before so the nymphs like I said the little little Pokemon aspect but they are representative of a larger thing going on in this game which is heavily heavily sexualized um, there are like I mean there's an opening cutscene there's uh, I think it's I think it's this character Erudite actually who's she's basically like two restore peace to kind of help she broke her heart into different shards and those shards created the nymphs and and kind of helped keep everything together and we need to collect all these shards together in order to fight back against this big opposing force blah 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 but um the opening cutscene we just see this really poorly um poorly drawn I'll admit but uh incredibly well endowed woman um with just like some ribbons that just barely cover her nipples that she's like and it's it's really kind of gratuitous in in, in a lot of ways um like the so there's, there's that portrayal there's the nymphs themselves the, and the way they kind of act then there's some of the dialogue you hear and i've i've taken some screenshots here so that i can quote these for the sake of this recording because honestly it was pretty pretty on the nose so at one point there's some guards that are kind of blocking access to an area and you can't progress past them without having taken out six other guards in the area first harassing some of the locals and so you do that and then the camera kind of whisks away to where those two guards are kind of a cutscene of sorts that prompts them to move but prior to that we hear a little bit of conversation from the two of them and so here's how the conversation plays out Royal Soldier Bill that's the name of the person speaking here Royal Soldier Bill. So then I was like, baby, honestly, I didn't mean to put it in that hole. 
and I started to take it out, but she was all like, no, no, it's fine. Just stick it right in there. Royal Soldier Jeff responds with, no way, dude. There's no way my sister is that nice. You're making this shit up. I'm leaving these long pregnant pauses here for you. And then Royal Soldier Bill responds with, I'm telling you, man, I put your mail in my sister's post box. Uh, sorry, I put your mail in your sister's post box and she says, it's all good. She's going to give it to your wife and uh, to save me having to bring it over. Okay. All right. I see what you're going for. Like you're referencing putting posts in the post box and, you know, Act, you know, trying to make it sound like it's an anal thing. Like, I, I get what you're going for here. Very, very funny, very edgy. Shut up, Shards of Eridine. Um, And then we get some other you know moments of brilliance that aren't so sexualized, but uh, what is that dang thing? It looks like a demented budgie, referencing your main character. We... Um, and there's, there's several other kind of on-the-nose, fairly gross um, comments that are made just throughout the, the brief tenure that I spent with it because this game is shithouse and I don't want to spend any more time with it whatsoever. But uh, there, there's some other kind of comments along those sort of lines throughout where I was, you know, there was a moment where my jaw hit the floor, especially with that anal reference there. I'm like, oh my God, what, a, like, like I, I guess there's a recognition that, like, no one is who's buying this game gives a fuck. So let's just put whatever we want out there and and feel no consequence I guess for it whatsoever um, and so they're absolutely like suffering no consequence whatsoever um, this game is shit this game is pure unadulterated shit please don't waste your time with it fuck you Santa uh, instead of uh, giving me more time you proceeded to waste more of it and um, that I guess is 2022 in a nutshell there's a lot of time that's <laughs> just been disappearing and no way of getting it back. So, thanks, Shards of Aerodyne. Thank you, Sadistic Santa. And Sadistic Santa, I hope you die in a fire. Lots of love from Player 2 Deputy Editor Paul James. All right. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I'm sure that was a good experience from you. I did actually listen to his uh, message before this, and uh, he did sound like he had a lot of fun with also a quite sexist experience which uh you probably should have got that one jess to be honest we should have probably <laughs> mixed that one up and <laughs> <laughs> look unless it was shorter than 20 minutes i feel like i did all right <laughs> <laughs> it was a jrpg uh so <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's the end of another Sadistic Santa for the year. Uh, I just want to take this opportunity to uh, thank everyone that's listened to the Player 2 Pixelcast over the year. Also, anyone that's visited Player 2 uh, throughout the year for any of our um, silliness, our fun, our, our articles, our written work. Um, we do it because we care. We certainly don't do it because we're making a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> we do it because we have fun and we hope you have a bit of fun with us too. So have a good Christmas or holidays or break or whatever it is you and your family uh, decide to do and decide to celebrate. And we will see you all with another Pixelcast in the new year. In the meantime, Rob, where can everyone find you on the okay. uh, crazy world of internet? Okie dokie. Um, I guess Twitter is still the thing with it's a big apparently, asterisk. I, I, apparently, it's it's still hanging on. Um, so it's just my full name there, Rob underscore Caporetto. Um, it'll be in the show notes, I'm sure. 
Um, the main thing I do away from Player Two is my own video projects, and you can find that at youtube.com slash at beyond the scan lines. Um, by the time, as we're recording this, my last episode for the year is in early access, so it's probably should be out by the time this is 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 out publicly. Um, and I usually just take a look at old games with a bit of a different approach than what I do here, but a little more studious, a little more a little more history stuff in in there. And I spend way too much toying with original hardware for it all, so <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of pain involved. You should there. all go and check that out, people. Is excellent channel and well worth your time, especially if you have a love for the old old games, and or if you're old just like me and remember <laughs> those old games. <laughs> Jen. Do you have anything you want to pimp because you hide from the world? So I don't really hide from the world. Anybody can hear me at any given moment. <laughs> My voice reverberates around the universe. <laughs> um, no, I don't use uh, social media, but if you listen very carefully, like I said, at any given point in time, you can hear me yelling about something. And usually at me for some reason. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder what. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Jess, where can we find you? <laughs> um, look, less frequently yelling, despite what this episode may indicate. Um, yeah, while like like Rob said, while Twitter's still the thing, you can find me on Twitter um, at Zamet Jess, and all of my stuff at the moment is kind of on play too. So you know, um, all my reviews and thoughts and whatnot about games can be can be found there. Excellent. And you can find me at Huso81 on Twitter. And yes, Twitter feels like, you know, that point in the Wiley Coyote cartoon mm. where he's standing on the cliff that's just about to fall away. That That's what Twitter feels like at the moment. So until mm-hmm. Wiley Coyote hits the canyon floor, uh, we'll be there. You can also find us at Player2AU uh, and the website, of course, Player2.net.au and check out all of our stuff. We've got our awards, annual awards going up right now. Um we can never decide on one, so we just let everyone pick their own favourite. It's much easier that way. Less yelling and fighting and hair pulling. So uh, <laughs> go and check that out. Paul We've and, had a lot of fun. <laughs> Paul and Stephen would have a death match if you tried to make them decide on one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would. Oh, that was controversial. Yeah, There'd be blood. It'd be, it'd be nasty. we just let them have it. It's much easier on the carpet. Uh, <laughs> But thank you for joining us. And like I said, have a Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. Have a good holiday. And we'll catch you all in 2023. Bye. I don't know why I'm waving. <laughs> <laughs> so they can hear my waves. Hear my waves. <laughs>